0: Chris Arnett is the proprietor of Kona Bay Books and Hilo Bay Books on the Big Island of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Welcome to The Bibliophile.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate you coming in.
0: Let's start at the beginning. Why do you own a bookstore? (laughs)
1: Loaded question I guess. It's the only thing I've ever wanted to do. Um, When I was in college
0: college here on in
1: Hawaii actually in San Diego San Diego California right you know I was a literature major and people would ask me well oh so you want to teach I'm like no no I don't want to do that I want to work in a bookstore I want to own a bookstore and you know be in a bookstore I've always wanted to be in the books and why I love talking about books I love hearing about books I love the exchange of ideas, I love the diversity of it. I love how books just touch on everything. When I used to interview people to work in a bookstore, they would come to me and say, Chris, I, you know, I'm not a big reader, and I say, that's okay, what are your interests? Because there's a book on it.
0: That's what I come up with, with collecting, Yes, if you can collect books in mm-hmm. every imaginable subject.
1: Oh, yeah. Everything. It touches yeah. on everything. So. To answer your question, I, I, I just have always wanted to be involved in the books and the people yeah. that it attracts.
0: Always interesting.
1: Yeah, I have met so many interesting people from all walks of life with so many interests and have had so many surprising experiences because I've always worked in a bookstore. I just love it.
0: Hmm. Parents, did they drag you into bookstores when you were a kid?
1: No. My father was a barber. and He liked to talk to people. He, well, you know, he was, if you didn't go to the bar and talk to the bartender, you went to the barbershop and talked to the barber. <laughs> um, and
0: gave him all your troubles. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, I mean, you know, we had all walks of life in that environment and I just always entertained myself with books.
0: So how did it happen then?
1: That I came to own the store?
0: That you? Well, what did you do after college? You?
1: Oh, well while I was still in college I started working in a bookstore. Okay. It was the Upstart Crow in San Diego.
0: Is it still around?
1: Um, I think so. Okay. There were rumors last year that it was going to shut down after about 30 years in business, but I, I think I saw it was still open. I worked at the Upstart Crow and started in their cafe and was finishing my degree. And I worked for them for about four years uh, managed a shop for them in Long Beach. And then then the early 90s, in the early 90s, Borders began their big expansion from the East Coast to the West Coast, and so I started working for Borders. I worked for them for 17 years.
0: And so, worked your way up the ladder a bit? Yeah, I
1: worked, uh, yeah. I, you know, managed for them, I trained for them, I traveled a bit for them. Um, And then, of course, in, you know, 2010 or 2009, you know, I started thinking, okay, I've had enough time working for other people. I would really like to have my own, and so I started looking for opportunities. And the opportunity to purchase Hilo Bay Books came up.
0: What year was that?
1: That was 2010, and so I purchased Hilo Bay Books while managing um, a borders here on the Big Island.
0: Okay, so so you moved to Hawaii then?
1: 20 years, over 20 years ago.
0: And you managed
1: borders. Borders
0: in Hawaii. Correct. Where, in Honolulu or...?
1: No, uh, first on Maui, okay. then in Hilo, then in Kona.
0: You mean they had borders in these, how big are these towns?
1: Oh, well, they're big enough.
0: Like, what's the population?
1: Um, Oh gosh. Roughly. Um,
0: 500,000, 200,000? Probably about that. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, and of course with all the visitors enough coming to, through. Enough to
0: support borders for... Oh, Earth.
1: absolutely. It was wonderful back in the 90s when Borders came to to Hawaii because um, on the islands, there wasn't this big selection of books and music, and and it was just wonderful.
0: There's a lot of bad things to say about big box Mm -hmm. uh, bookstores, but there's also a lot of wonderful things about them.
1: There is, absolutely. It's a double-edged sword. Um, as far as my experience in Hawaii, I've been in selling books in Hawaii for over 20 years. And when Big Box came to Hawaii, it actually uh, made books more accessible to a lot of people mm. where it hadn't been accessible. Because as a independent bookseller, it's it's mm. not cost effective to be a bookseller <laughs> in the islands if you're shipping the books over. So Borders was like a heaven uh, heaven sent mm. to a lot of the population. They could go in, they could touch, they could read, and it was wonderful,
0: and anything they couldn't find, they could order.
1: Absolutely. Easily. So as Borders was declining, I started to look for opportunities, and that's when I saw the opportunity to get uh, Hilo 8 books, and that introduced me to the world of used books and antiquarian books, which of course was just a, the next pro- natural progression in my personal career, and I've fallen in, in love with it. So I had the Hilo shop. And then in 2012, I was able to purchase this already existing uh, Kona bookstore, the Kona side, and
0: so just to explain, you've got <laughs> you've got stores on both sides of the island, yeah. in the big cities that are the two big the two big cities on yes. the island. Yep, I know because I drove from here across the the <laughs> yeah. island.
1: And it's a beautiful drive. Too. It really
0: is. Uh-huh. It is. Yeah. There's uh, I don't know the names of those trees, but there's they're kind of they've got a purplish flower.
1: Oh, the jacarandas. And, and, there, and
0: then there's this complementary color mm-hmm. of a kind of a, a yellowish mm-hmm. rusty mm-hmm. color. I think
1: those are the mock orange, I think.
0: Together, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's these kind of circular mounds that push out of the,
1: mm-hmm.
0: out of the ground too along the way. Yeah, those
1: know. are called pu'us. Okay. Yeah.
0: Great. Glad I talked to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, it was, a, it was a lovely drive and now just like this store, your one in Hilo Bay is kind of a kind of a warehouse, Mm -hmm. not quite as big as this one. Mm -hmm. So tell me about the market here. Is it like mostly locals that buy or is it mostly tourists that buy or a combination? It's a healthy
1: mix of both. On the Hilo side it's mostly uh, the people who live on the island. Hilo does have a tourist market but it's mostly you know, local markets who we sell to. Here in Kona, it's a healthy mix of both with a side order of my snowbirds who <laughs> come and stay here on the island for, you know, a few months at a time. I have a very strong uh, regular customer base. You know, I see them come back every year or every other year or, you know, every week. Um, and then I, every day I see at least three or four people walk through the door and just stare open mouth like wow, I had no idea this was in here, and, which that brings me so much joy. And uh, you know, we'll look up and say, "Oh, you've never been here. Welcome to Book Paradise." You know.
0: Well, that was my reaction. <laughs> uh, you know, I, we're we're here for not that long, and I thought, okay, we'll just veg out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing for the literary tourist here. Mm-hmm. And then I t- of course I did a re- you know my search to see what was going on on the internet, and here's this door, and I saw a picture on your website, yeah, stacks and stacks and stacks of books. Mm-hmm. So I was I was pretty excited about that. It's just, just, it's just not it's just so unexpected. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I noticed a lot of suspense, mm-hmm. a lot of romance. Of course, that's catering that's, to that's you gotta go and with and what sells.
1: That's my that is my bread and butter. Right. Um, And it it, you'll note it's all up front. um, Mm -hmm. You know, we have the beach, you know The classic phrase the beach read and when people come over from the mainland, they're they're looking to escape to relax And I we hear it all the time. Oh, I haven't read a book in in months or a year But they're here and they want to get back to that so um, I have um, a lot of baby boomers here a lot of retired people and they're just for you know ferocious ferocious readers and so they're reading their stacks of science fiction their stacks of romance they come in with their list mm-hmm. they're very dedicated list so of what
0: their favorite authors works, the books or they've or
1: read the books they haven't read so that they can keep it all straight that's my bread and butter the leisure reading if you will
0: so what's the secret to your success do you think
1: being excited about books being excited about people reading when people come in and they start telling us about a book they just read, we, we don't interrupt them. We let them just keep going on about every you know their joy in mm. reading this book, whether you know whether it's a, a literary classic or it's you know James Patterson, just people being excited about reading, and so they keep coming back because they know that we share that excitement with them.
0: So it's about a relationship with customers. Absolutely
1: my uh, counterpart on the Hilo side i call him my hanai brother he's my adopted brother and he manages the the store in Hilo. and we began a conversation several years ago about people who love books we are in a special club Mm -hmm. that only we get whether whether you're a collector of of sacred antiquarian books or if you just like you know the popular fiction it's a special club we we get it you know, you're a book person, I understand you. I get it. I uh-huh. get that joy, that tingle you get when you just discovered a, s- a story that's very exciting. And we don't discriminate between what people read. You, yeah, you don't look
0: down your nose at someone. Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay.
1: And th- I'm glad you mentioned that. We really do strive to break down the barrier that that um, stereotype of book people being snobbish. And we, we really try to have people come in and feel comfortable. Because um, I know
0: it can be intimidating going into, especially an antiquarian bookstore, mm-hmm. and, and that's a problem, mm-hmm. this sort of condescending attitude that, that's out there. It's, obviously, it's not everywhere, but speaking of which, do you have a section for antiquarian books?
1: I do. We keep it up front um, under our glass. That's the stuff I love. I just, I get the tingle when it, that stuff comes in. You can see how special it is.
0: That's one of the thrills of being a bookseller. It's just a, every day there's a possibility that something really neat will come through the door, right? Yeah.
1: Treasure hunt is the, the phrase I hear often. We do have that, but that is not our bread and butter. I love it, but that's not. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Um, and we do have those people come in, and mm-hmm. we, do have, we, we do have some of that.
0: What do you have, like um, right now?
1: oh well I've got a, a, a um <laughs> thank you for asking um, I have um, Curious George gets a job that's the second book uh, Ray did so I've got a first edition of that without a jacket unfortunately uh, okay. without a jacket unfortunately yeah a lot cheaper yeah yeah but still very very special Very collectible. yeah we had just sold a, a copy of a book called Tales of the Night Rainbow now it's not an old book um, but it's a very sought-after book here in Hawaii. A lot lot of Hawaiian history is told through the eyes of visitors or imports or missionaries. Um, And Tales of the Night Rainbow is very beloved by people on the island because it is actually the Hawaiians telling it like it is.
0: Their own story. Yeah. Telling their own story. Their
1: own story, um, uh, correcting some misconceptions that have spiraled out of control through time, if you will. Um, And so just sold a copy of that when was that published well this particular edition was published in the 90s but it was originally published back in the 80s early 80s who wrote it Um, co-authored by Polly Lee and um, the second author escapes me but they essentially went to the island of Molokai and collected tales from some of the families there and compiled a lot of information and then they actually kind of sat down and published some of that
0: so it was kind of like an an anthology then Kind of. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's why it's called Tales yeah. of the Night Rainbow.
0: Who published that, do you recall?
1: Kamehameha Schools Publishing. Which is? A publisher over on Oahu. Um, it's an extension of the Bishop Museum Trust. Good publishers for Hawaiiana history, arts, culture, all of that. They're wonderful. They're they're probably the most respected, if you will, Kamehameha Publishing.
0: Any other local publishers that, uh, that are renowned?
1: Uh, there's Watermark Publishing. They're very good. They do a lot of, um, like, um, feng shui for Hawaii. They do a lot of how-tos, if you will. Mutual publishers, uh, they do a good job. Of course, there's always the University of Hawaii Press, who does a lot of scholarly and academic publications. And then there's Best Press, owned by Buddy, uh, Buddy Best. He's been publishing for many, many years. In fact, he was the publisher who, for many years, kept a, a Hawaii classic called Pigeon to the Max, Excuse me, Pigeon 2DA Max, I should say, um, has sold thousands and thousands and thousands of copies and very beloved by people here in Hawaii.
0: What's that one about?
1: Pigeon 2DA Max. It is. Um,
0: How do you spell that?
1: Pigeon, P I D G I N, 2 D-A, Max, M A X. Okay. Um, pretty much a glossary of the local dialect, Pigeon. Okay. The pigeon, the pigeon dialect here, and it's kind of done in a cartoon format. And um, has, like I said, sold thousands of copies. When people see a copy of this book, they just light up because it brings back so many cherished memories of growing up. They're like, and it's funny, it's hysterical, and it's funny because it's true. It tries to explain where where the language came from and how it kind of developed, and it kind of is a guide to imports like myself on what these words actually mean.
0: And it's it's in use
1: oh absolutely
0: yeah let's get back to the reason for your success one is the relationship with your customers what about the kind of the specifics about what do you what do you buy what do you buy that obviously you're going to buy what sells Mm -hmm. what sells Uh, we've talked about romance and suspense but what about above that
1: um metaphysics any anything metaphysical for lack of better word new age is very popular Cookbooks, people still like grabbing a cookbook and just opening up and, and having it there. Um, that's a big seller for us. We have a very large military section. We're very proud of it. So our military history, World War II, Vietnam, all of that is a big seller here. We dedicate. How many roses is that? I mean, a whole whole 12 shelves? 15 shelves plus of military history.
0: doesn't matter that it's not connected to Hawaii anywhere.
1: Right. We do have a Pearl Harbor section, or a subsection, um, but just any military history. We have people coming in with their lists that they've, you know, how many times have I heard, I've been looking for years for this book, and I found it in Kona. You know, we have a very nice selection of that.
0: And how do you get your books? Like, obviously, there's a certain number that come in the door. Mm-hmm.
1: I, You know, here's the surprising thing. Ninety-five percent of our inventory comes to the door. Wow. Um, you have to remember we're on an island.
0: Yeah, well, that's so what I was going to say. Uh, to get them here, that was mm-hmm. my question was, you know, how, how do you get them here? It's
1: cost prohibitive to, to yeah. ship them here. So yeah. this inventory was built over the course of about 15 years, mm-hmm. and it comes through our door, 90, ni-
0: 95%. So really you're getting the customers to do the heavy lifting exactly. by bringing yeah. their books mm-hmm. to the island, and then mm-hmm. when they're finished with them, they bring them here. I would assume that you've got a I mean that it's pretty important some sort of program that they can bring in and get a certain credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. it's um I mean we use a very standard program that most used bookstores do. Um you know, 50% of our selling price in store credit or 25% in cash. You know, it's very we keep it simple. So they bring them to us, but know it'd be my dream to be able to go travel and do big book purchases mm-hmm. and things like that. I would love that but yeah. it is cost prohibitive and we just can't do that in today's market so it comes through our doors and surprisingly yes tourists bring them in but you would be surprised with I mean most of it actually comes from people who live here on the island um, Hawaii can be very transient so we have a lot of people moving here and moving mm. off. And so, so, yeah,
0: getting rid of their books every time they have to move.
1: Absolutely. And uh. I and we hear that quite often. Oh, we're moving. Oh, we're moving. Do
0: they call you up and you go out and do house calls? Or uh,
1: sometimes we do that, but most of the time they bring them in. <laughs> I mean, there have been times that I've made house calls and I've yeah, gone and, yeah. and picked up books. We do do that. It's not our usual. Right. It's a special circumstance. What's the
0: population of the island?
1: Uh, I, I couldn't say specifically. We were speaking earlier, yeah. I think about 500,000, if not more. I'd have to look that up. Okay. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no No problem.
1: I was a lit major. I wasn't good with the numbers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, But it just, it'd just be interesting to get an idea of, you know, you've got all these books. Uh, what, what's the, the base population that, the, the, mm-hmm. that they come from?
1: You know, it's yeah. interesting. I've, I've been in Hawaii for over 20 years, and there's each side of the island on the big island. Has a different personality. Mm. And this is something I noticed when I was working for big box uh, retailers. The Hilo side um, always had more customers, but they spent less. Mm. So it was, you actually had to work harder on the east side of the island. More customers, you know, more transactions, but at a lower price point. And Kona um, has more of a disposable income. And so we had less customers, but they spent more. (laughs) <laughs> so That's
0: an interesting reflection, isn't it, of mm-hmm. the character of the population.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, each side of the island definitely has its own personality, and that's another thing that I really enjoy. Why? Why do I like it? Yeah, or why do
0: you enjoy that?
1: Because, once again, that's what I love about this business. Different, the, different kinds of people? The different or? kinds of people, the different experiences. On the other side of the island, you have more of a working class. So, um, obviously,
0: you've got different stock over there.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. What's
0: the d- main difference between the stock?
1: You know, I sell a lot more automotive books on that side. I sell a lot more crafting books on that side. I sell a lot of more how-to, how-to books over on that side. It's very practical. On the Kona side, which tends to be a little bit more kickback, more retirement community, I've got my leisure, more leisurely reading, if you will. I dedicate more space to that, mm-hmm. percentage-wise. So it's really interesting. Um, also, there's a bigger spiritual community on the other side. So my yeah. metaphysics really flies out the door on the other side,
0: because they feel like uh, they need more, s- more support. Uh, well, know. there's
1: more, there's more remote areas on that side of the island, and right. so when people do spiritual pilgrimages or you know retreats or reflection, you know the east side of the island does have more remote space hmm. for that introspection, if you will. Yeah. Um, where on the Kona side, it's more resorts. Not as much, you know, I mean you have spiritual people everywhere, I don't yeah. mean to mislead you there, no, but, no. but there's more of that happening on the other side. And of course, you know, the, you know, that side of the island, it is closer to the volcano and the volcano, you know, is perceived with such power and energy and, mm-hmm. you know, there are a lot of people who make that pilgrimage to the volcano just to experience that intensity and that living island and that growth, if you will. Very powerful for a lot of people.
0: How a volcano books sell?
1: you know not as not as much as you think um it, it actually a lot of the <coughs> volcano books actually sell up at the volcano what well, we get over here or in the heli size you know i saw this book at the bookshop at the volcano and we get that but that's where people don't seem to get interested in the volcano until they're, they're actually there which I do highly recommend because the volcano is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we were lucky enough to see uh, a bit of uh, lava oh. jumping out uh, yesterday. Oh, in the caldera? Not a lot, but yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of activity over there right now mm-hmm. that hasn't happened in like a century. It's amazing.
0: W- yeah, and, and it's, yeah, the, they were saying it's the most active volcano mm-hmm. in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last time um, the caldera there in the, in the Hawaii National Park Had that much activity was when Mark Twain was visiting Hawaii and was writing about his experiences here.
0: When was that?
1: Oh gosh, end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century, when he was writing his letters.
0: He got around, didn't he? He did. He was a literary
1: tourist. He he was.
0: Any other famous uh, authors that are connected with the island that you're aware of?
1: Robert Louis Stevenson, Jack London, spent a lot of time in Hawaii, um, there's um, another traveler, uh, Isabella Bird. She wrote Six Months in the Sandwich Islands. Um, a lot of people still look for that book. Of course, here in Kona, we love um, Hunter S. Thompson and his uh, infamous Curse of Lono that was illustrated by uh, Stedman. I get many requests for that book. The good news is they did republish it, in tw- did a reprint of that book in 2014, so it's not so hard to find anymore. The illustrations are wonderful. I often yeah. recommend the Taschen edition because it's beautiful, gorgeous, big
0: book. Taschen is an amazing company. Oh it? man! It's just uh, we were at a store uh, that they have in Paris. Oh wow! Yeah, she does it for the love of it. I think she. I don't know. Oh, but they make that a huge amount of money, but the books are amazing.
1: They're beautiful, and they. they I mean, it's with Stedman's illustrations, it really brings that story alive. It's beautiful.
0: Maybe you could tell me a bit about the criteria you use to hire people.
1: Well, you know, I'm lucky in this respect. Borders in Hawaii went out of business in 2011, so all of a sudden there were a lot of booksellers who didn't have a job. So while not all my employees are old Borders employees, most of them are. So I'm fortunate enough to have been working with the people I work with for at least 10 years. So the criteria is you have to be a, a people person. I, I think in book selling in general, if you hire nice people, uh, you're going to be okay. You have to be able to talk to people. Um, as far as the book knowledge goes, that uh, comes sorry. Oh, go ahead.
0: It, I was just going to say it's it's ironic, though, because a lot of book people are not people people. I, yeah. Uh, they're introverted.
1: Uh-huh. Again, the stereotype. Um, but on the other hand,
0: a, a book person is typically pretty knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And so they've got lots of things to talk about.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The book part of it, that comes in time. Because if you have a love of books, it just blossoms in time. I My goal is to hire people who just genuinely like talking to other people. And their book knowledge will, comes into play. And I'm fortunate that I have a lot of people who have had many years of bookselling experience. I mean, we tell people all the time, the combined knowledge and experience in both shops, we have over a hundred years of experience, you know. Um, But the first criteria is you have to be a people person.
0: Just winding down, you've mentioned some famous writers that are connected or have been here. What about who are from Hawaii, either past or present?
1: Um, Kiana Davenport, she's a novelist. She's most famous for her book about Hawaii called Shark Dialogues which I highly recommend. It's a, it's a great book. It takes place here on the Big Island as well as Molokai, and you get some of that. Uh, Molokai history about the leper colony they had there. But Kiana Davenport... So
0: is this fiction or nonfiction? It's
1: fiction. We had uh, we have another author who lived here. Her name is Rebecca Cantrell. She right now is like a, a co-writer with some of James Rollins' suspense novels, um, but she's got, in her own right, her own novels. And so um, I remember working for Borders. She used to come into the cafe there, and when she was writing her first book that she got published mm-hmm. uh so rebecca cantrell others who lived on the like i'm think trying to think of contemporary ones these uh, oh. these
0: women still alive or, or
1: oh yeah yeah rebecca yeah she's oh yeah both both contemporary okay. published in the last 10 years uh darian gee she lives up in waimea and she's a uh, she writes uh i guess chiclet for the back lack of better words, she's pretty fun she she comes in pretty often and I like recommending her books, perfect for people who are visiting here Mm -hmm. in Hawaii, and then there's you know, we had a a metaphysical author who lived here Doreen Virtue, they used to feature her in a small bookshop on the other side of Kona called Kona Stories Um, Doreen Virtue she uh, writes about communicating with angels and they used to do a lot of angel readings there she's coming here Off the top of my head, those are the ones I can think of.
0: Who do you think is the most famous Hawaiian writer of all time?
1: Novelist or just in general? Gavin Dawes, in my mind. Um, He is the author of a book I recommend all the time called Shoal of Time. And when people come in asking for books on Hawaiian history, I'm like, Shoal of Time, Gavin Dawes. When
0: when was that written?
1: um, I'm going to say it was published, I'm thinking, late 80s, early 90s. Off the top of my head.
0: So he's a historian? uh, Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lives here. On Oahu. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Born here?
1: That I don't know. I'd have to find out. Most famous. That's all I've got. To, I mean, there's many that I think are pretty famous, but then I go to the mainland like, oh, they don't no know. Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Just finally you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but are there any
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> are there any other <laughs> Uh, first, well, first of all, do you ever h- hold any readings, or is that something you want to do, or are there are there readings on the island?
1: There are. Or,
0: or in Honolulu, or...?
1: You know, it's, it's really interesting. I've experienced this, I would say, my entire time selling books here in Hawaii. People really want book events. They don't go to them. It's really hard. It's, it's the funniest phenomenon. <laughs> mm and this was true when I was on Maui when I was in Hilo we have had author signings um, they're usually attended by a few as I, I was telling you about Kona Stories the other bookshop um, that sells new books here on the island okay. it's a small bookshop it's in um, Keaho just the opposite end of Kona great book ladies they sell the new books new in books. town and they have a great following and they have book events they're usually again not attended by a lot of people mm. but they're the go-to place for that Um, We've tried to have events. People don't come. You maybe get one or two. So again, it has to be cost effective. It has to be cost effective. So um, we've had uh, book clubs meet in the store, but they tend to fizzle out over time. And I think it's just, Hawaii is such a place where people spend so much time outdoors.
0: Yeah, I suppose if it's sunny, uh, you don't want to go into a bookstore.
1: And uh, the town does tend to roll up at night as well. So you know, people are usually at home in bed between seven and eight. So, We've tried to have events. They they're they're not huge, but Kona Stories they do a, a great job of it. So I always uh, recommend the authors contact them because they they've built that following.
0: Are there any other great used bookstores in Hawaii? That that, that was my that was my question. Used that you're bookstores, aware of? Um, used or antiquarian, and I'm talking Honolulu oh. or, or wherever.
1: Well, I, you know, it's funny. I'm not sure if they're still open, but in, in, on Oahu, there was a place called Jellies, and I'm not sure if they're still open. Um, on Kauai, there's a great bookshop. I forgot the name of it, but like on Kauai in Lahui, I think there was one used bookshop um, that's very much beloved. Man, I feel horrible not remembering their name.
0: We can look it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. but they're great. There's um, Book Buyers Hawaii on the Hilo side. There's one in Pahoa as well as Hilo. And it was started by a lady named Mary. She's wonderful. That's Uh, on this island? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, on the east side of the the island. But I do have to say, we are the largest used bookshop in all of Hawaii.
0: Yeah, well, I can't imagine one bigger than
1: this. Yeah, we've had, um, we have over two miles of books in this shop and uh, actually a Canadian travel magazine. Actually, called us the, the Powells of the Pacific. Uh, okay. Which is a huge compliment because yeah. I'm a huge Powells fan.
0: Right? Plus, it's an alliteration. Alliteration, yeah. too. Yeah. You got like that.
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, so, we're, we're the biggest. That's our claim to fame.
0: Just finally, you talked to me about wanting to be a literary tourist. Mm-hmm. And I am a literary tourist. So, is there something that I'm missing in Hawaii? Is there something that the literary tourists absolutely must do when they're here, aside from visiting your stores?
1: Well, I think it's important if you're on the big island to go to the volcano. Go to the volcano house, because that is where Robert Louis Stevenson, that is where Mark Twain, they did spend some time there, and you overlook the caldera there, and you are stepping back in time. Mm-hmm. Seeing what they saw, it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in Maui, you need to go to Lahaina because the first printing press in Hawaii was in Lahaina.
0: Now, is there a museum there or something? I there? think
1: it's in a very small museum, and I think it's very hard to find. But it, you can find it. Okay. Um, but the yeah, the first printing press is in the whole, um, in Lahaina. That was the original capital of Hawaii, Lahaina, Somewhere. on the island of Maui, before they moved it to.
0: So that's what you would do. Anything that's else? what I would
1: do. I No, I, I, those are those are the two literary things I can think of. Super. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks very much for oh, talking Oh, my to goodness.
1: Us. Thank you very much. I'm glad you found us. Mm-hmm. I say that so often. I'm so that glad was, you found it us. It wasn't
0: hard. It wasn't hard. Good. I've been speaking with uh, Chris Arnett, who is the proprietor of Kona Bay Books and Hilo Bay Books. Your website is...
1: Conebaybooks.com, helabaybooks.com. Takes you to the same place.
0: Very good. Thanks again.
1: Thank you so much.